His injury update on Anthony Cook and Ryan. I have a feeling I know what it is, but go ahead and say it. Quote, they both look pretty good to me, end quote. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, not much. We we ran down that in the first hour again. Ryan Watts sounds like he he's trending towards being good to go. Yep. Anthony Cook still very much up in the air at this point, and Jalen Gilbo uh, iffy with the ankle injury. So those are kind of the three updates on the back end. Uh, I'll have more on this when I'm on with uh, Chad and Zay at okay. 1 o'clock. But um, two things I, I did want to get to. Mm-hmm. Um because I did get in two questions on this Zoom call. It's very rare I get in two questions on a Zoom call, but I did. Um, the first one I asked Sark was about sudden change offense because this is a game, Craig, where you're going to have to maximize your opportunities. Mm-hmm. And you look at the two conference losses, they had drives that started in plus territory. The uh, You had the, uh, the when they stopped Texas Tech on fourth down at the start of the second half, they got the ball in plus territory. And then the muffed punt in the Oklahoma State game where they got the ball in plus territory. Neither one of those possessions ended up at points. And when you're talking about one-score losses, those things add up real quick. And Sark even referenced something I didn't bring up, which was the block punt against Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And they got they didn't get points on that drive because mm-hmm. they didn't move the ball, missed a field goal. He brought up those things that you're, that you're getting into now on Longhorn Weekly, which airs tonight at 7 o'clock, about got to take advantage of plus territory, red zone territory. Yeah, and, and he said it's 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 the coaches reinforcing to the players what's expected right there. It's it's him as a play caller dialing it up, and it's guys executing, just everybody with a heightened sense of urgency. So those are the kinds of drives you can't have. I know we talk about extend drives, don't expose your defense, all that fun stuff that we like to talk about, but it's also, man, if you get in a plus territory, man, you you gotta you gotta at least get three. But man, ideally, you really want to take those those sudden changes, those short fields, and and put it in the end zone. So he did say that they worked on the bye week to clean that up. Also, something that we've talked about a lot. You'll hear it tonight, uh, also on the Longhorn Blitz podcast after Longhorn Weekly. You can hear that tonight, eight o'clock here on the Horn. Talked about defending the middle of the field defensively, and he said generic, just kind of gen- generally speaking, the big thing that they looked at during the bye week and this week is defending in-breaking routes. Like we talked about the glances, the slants, the posts, uh, generally in-breaking routes. He's like defending those on third down. He said third down is where that stuff, regardless of opponent, is killing them. Compared to the Oklahoma State game, he said K-State's offense just presents you with so many different things. Because we know like Mike Gundy, that offense is very slot receiver heavy, slot receiver reliant. But he said basically the outside receivers at K-State, you know, we know Malik Knowles is a guy that can stretch the field and get vertical. Uh, as much as they like to use Deuce Vaughn in the passing game, get him isolated. And Sark mentioned Deuce Vaughn specifically. It's one of the things that makes him a tough matchup is because they'll move him around hunting matchups, hunting favorable situations where they can get him the football so he's not stationary. They do like to move him all over the place. And we saw it in a game in Manhattan two years ago. Granted, it was a different play caller. It was Courtney Messingham, not Colin Klein. But they would just put Deuce Vaughn in the slot and just run him on simple slants or or glances over the middle of the field. So they do present uh, different problems for you than Oklahoma State did. But in general, uh, defending in breaking routes on third down defensively is something Sark said they hammered home during the bye week. I also thought this was interesting. So Quinn Ewers mentioned this on Monday that Sark kind of used his own experiences of struggling in games as a college quarterback to help Quinn rebound from the Oklahoma State game. Uh, and I think it was Danny Davis from the States that asked the question and asked Sark, do you, do you remember an off game? 
and he knew exactly it was the the BYU Utah game, the Holy War, his junior year. He threw three picks in the first half, threw another one in the second half. Uh, he said his mom left the game because they were booing him off the field. Uh, then came back the next week. They played Fresno State for the WAC championship, and uh, he bounced back and lit it up. And he said he uses those type of experiences, obviously uh, not to toot his own horn, but just to tell Quinn Ewers, and this was a direct quote from Sark, one game should never define us. You've got to get up. You've got to get back on the horse, and you've got to ride again. So mm-hmm. Sark using his own experiences to kind of help Quinn Ewers get through this first real taste of adversity he's had in-game at the collegiate level. And then, Craig, kind of just the attitude of the team that we talked about in the first hour, and I know you guys get into this on Longhorn Weekly tonight, the fact that this team hasn't fractured, they haven't splintered, they're not finger-pointing. Sark's really like their resolve, their sense of urgency this week, said they had four really good practices this week. Describe it as, quote, the way you need to practice in November is what practices look like this week. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Got to be able to do that, that old, what is it, November to remember. Yeah. Type of thing. Uh, just real quick, someone in the specs text line asking what's a glance route. That's what you'll see. It's basically a tag with an RPO and the run pass option. That's why they call it a run pass option. All right, now somebody might say, what's a tag? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it. That's what the, the tag is the pass play on an RPO. Yeah. You have the run pass option. You can either hand it off. The tag is it'll be like a little uh, a glance. It's like a little skinny post, uh, a little slant. Some people call it a glance. Some people call it different things. But that's basically what it is. It's it's the, the in-breaking pass tag on an RPO. Well, you pointed it out. I know you would, Rod, got into it on the Blitz. For folks who have not yet heard the Blitz podcast, you can hear that tonight. It's must listen every week. It is. And Rod had some real deep dive on those routes. Yeah, we got into those numbers in a Longhorn mm-hmm. Notebook yesterday. Uh, if I can, if you, actually, Craig, if you give me a second. I'm giving you a second. Up. And while I give you a second, I, was, I promised Snoop I was going to do this. Uh, I said I had an NBA nugget or two or note or two. And he said, are the Lakers terrible? Did you, did you not see about the Lakers game last night? No. All right, after the World Series game.